the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, welcome. Here we are, Backbone Radio, Matt Dunn on board. Blake Mann, Groovy Blake behind the glass. Here it is. What is today? January 28th, 2024. And, oh, as usual, no shortage of all kinds of nutty stuff to be talking about. Just not even a shortage at all. We'll go through as much as we can in this three-hour installment. Yep, the soundtrack to your Sunday night, Backbone Radio, 4 to 7 p.m., Salem, Denver. Check in if you are able and have a moment, 303-696-1971, by phone or maybe a text message, which are imperative to keeping host and producer on track. May I say, you have the text message app, Keep them flying in here when we when we do stuff that needs amplification, correction, or the rest of it. But when I talk about nutty stuff going on in America, around the world, uh, do you ever sit back and think it seems like America is like this giant test tube, this giant scientific experiment run by sort of mad, freakish scientists in which they're trying to throw everything in there into the mix that they possibly can to make everybody as confused and as miserable as possible. And then they keep adding more stuff, and then they shake it up additionally. And my gosh, I mean, our border situation, our wide-open border, it is the policy of the Biden administration to have it be wide open. Texas was putting up concertino wire, which is that rolly stuff like you saw a lot in Vietnam, Korea, those conflicts. But apparently the Biden feds, border patrol types, were down there cutting that that wire to allow illegal immigrants to have unfettered access into the United States of America. Texas sued about that, and then the Supreme Court said, uh, you know, um, Texas, you can't do that. You, you can't defend your own border, and the feds have every right to go around clipping that wire and letting people in. And you start, what, what is going on with all of that? How could the Supreme Court possibly make that decision and make that call It's hard to understand unless you understand that, yes, this is a giant psyop scientific experiment in which the sick freak people on top are trying to screw everything up as much as they possibly can before Donald Trump gets back in office and puts everything back together and writes this unsteady ship. That would make sense to me. And, you know, lost Chief Justice Roberts on that Supreme Court border vote. And also one other justice, uh, Amy, oh, what's the last name there? That 
the justice with like the seven kids. And it does make you wonder um, what's going on with the Supreme Court. And they're going to be looking at this Trump on the ballot, not on the ballot thing on February 8th. That's coming up in a little more than a week. And it does make me wonder, hmm, have they got some plan? The Supreme Court going to try to going to try to do that block Trump from being on the ballots? I don't know. Should we have faith in the Supreme Court? It's hard to. After you saw that last little deal. But Governor Abbott of Texas belatedly wants to be securing the Texas border. He's going to defy the feds. He says he's preparing for conflict with the feds. And other states, other red states, I believe, are we up to 10, 12, 17 red states are supporting Texas and standing up to the wide-open border policy of the feds? Could that get interesting? I mean, what's what's that going to entail? But, you know, the... The end is near if things keep on going this way. The end is near for this country when you have people on top who just don't even want to have a border, just don't even want to have a sovereign nation, and seem to delight in that, to delight in pressing the buttons of the American people who, by vast and gigantic majorities, want to have a secure border. Approval for Donald Trump's deportation policies, which once he gets in there, he says he's going to start the largest deportation policy since Eisenhower was in office. But that's at 68 percent in one poll I saw about 10 days ago, and I bet that number is actually low. I'll bet you it's much higher than merely 68 percent. But in our democracy... Do you ever wonder, like, why are the people on top doing all this stuff that is so unpopular, so unhinged, so crazy, uh, dramatically unpopular, and it's border issues, it's like men and women's sports kind of issues, it's forever wars and the rest of that that's unpopular, it's the inflation that's unpopular, yet they that, that's, that is their economic policy, is inflation. If they believe so strongly in democracy, but yet they're constantly up to things that make the inhabitants of the democracy unhappy, why are they doing that stuff? Why why are they doing that stuff? And we might offer some speculations on answers to those questions. And been thinking about billionaires a bit lately, billionaires and you know, there's always these Godzilla movies, and what, what billionaires are are Godzillas, frankly. You know, millionaires is one thing, but when you get into the billionaire level and you have enough billionaires that can do whatever they want and they're looking for a feeling of power, they're looking for a way to deploy those billions to give themselves a feeling of power, and they tend in mass to not appreciate the country that created these billionaires and they want to destroy the system that created these billionaires and somehow they feel like they benefit from that that when you have these godzillas around that the rest of the population are like these little ants little people you know when you're when you're not a billionaire you just don't have influence in politics and i do wonder if that could be chalked up to being a distortion of capitalism 
that could ultimately make freedom and liberty in our Constitution impossible because we have too many Godzillas out there that are hostile, hostile to what this country has been all about and hopes to be all about, at least, at least as far as the masses are concerned. In and Out Burger closed their first, their first outlet in 75 years of existence. In and Out Burger closed, closed an In and Out Burger in Oakland, not because it wasn't profitable; it was very, very profitable. But because, I guess, crime was getting too bad there, and um, people were getting guns pointed at them in the parking lot of the In-N-Out Burger, and finally, after they tried to tried to fix things, they just couldn't, and so they shut it down. And that's, you know, when I say the end is near, when In-N-Out Burger is actually shutting down a facility, you know, the greatest hamburger chain in the history of the universe, when they start shutting one down, does that make you worry the end is near? I don't know, Blake. We might be talking about the end times here tonight, <laughs> but uh, at least until November, at least until November. And just queuing up a few things we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, saw the Boys in the Boat movie. Go see it. That was a very good movie. I can't believe George Clooney, the director, who's, you know, one of those left of center Hollywood um, sort of brainwash types, but he he produced a very good movie about the 1936 Olympics, the rowing team that was patriotic. It was kind of pro-USA, and it was one of those understated, old-school kind of movies. The kids loved it. The family loved it. And how weird is that for Hollywood to cough up something just refreshingly cool and wholesome and exciting and, huh, See what you think. Go see Boys in the Boat. We'll talk about that in 1936. We'll talk about delusional Democrats. Dean Phillips, the Democrat, says they're delusional. Be right back. I don't know, Blake. Don't you think Scott Weiland is the voice of the 90s when it comes down to it? I mean, who? it used to be people thought it was Kurt Cobain or Eddie Vedder. But I think it might be this guy, the Stone Temple Pilots guy here with Velvet Revolver, song called Slither, and yeah, onward we go. Matt Dunn on board with you, 303-696-1971. And yes, I guess, are we competing with a football game tonight? (laughs) It's always that time in January, early February, where all those playoff games come on. And then, like, the Super Bowl comes on. So we've got, what, Ravens v. Chiefs tonight. And I admit I just can't seem to watch the football anymore since all the kneeling and the Star-Spangled Banner stuff. And I don't know. I just found it not as fun. Kind of like what Rush Limbaugh used to say is that he just he just found the football just isn't as fun as it used to be. And But I'm not trying to be a downer about the football but I do see people talking, you know, the, the Chiefs with uh, Taylor Swift. Is she like the 12th, the 12th player on the Chiefs? Or how many players are on the football field at one time? Is it, it is 12, right? So maybe she's like the, the, one, the one extra. And I kind of have a feeling that the NFL execs would love to see the Chiefs beat the Ravens 
so that Taylor Swift can be on hand at the Super Bowl. You think that'd be good for ratings? Yes. Uh, some people are saying, oh boy, the Taylor Swift psyop continues. And I am working on working on trying to like her music. I'm working on that and doing my homework and getting exposed to it kind of around the clock at home. I like to think I'm making a little bit of progress there. But, uh, yeah, Chiefs v. Ravens. People seem to think the Ravens are the better team, but I guess we'll we'll see what happens. And talking a bit about that wide-open border, if the Biden administration, you know, if, if they really believed in democracy— they thought democracy was where it's at. You know, that's the word they use, the buzzword they use. And <laughs> um, that's the buzzword Nikki Haley uses all the time. We're going to make our better democracy, a better democracy. You know, Nikki, is, is she kind of like a Hillary Clinton? We'll talk about Nikki Haley. She's still hanging into the race. She's still hanging into the race. Here comes South Carolina soon. We'll see how that how that goes. But... If the Biden administration is all about democracy, why are they trying to hide their open borders policy? You know, I mean, they know it's unpopular. They know that it is unpopular to have the wide open border, dramatically so, dramatically unpopular. And so they, they never admit that that is their actual policy, that it's wide open and the more people that can come in, the better. The more voters, new voters, the more replacements they can bring in, the better. But they don't come out and admit it. I mean, that is their effective policy. That is the direction of everything that they do in government. And apparently the numbers came in for last month, and it set a record for the most encounters with Border Patrol individuals ever in a single month, and that was last month. The most, the record, the most people coming across, and that's just the ones that had contact. So, but they seem to not want to be honest about it. They seem to not want to be straightforward about it. They seem to want to mislead people in this democracy that they like to tout. Why do they do that, ladies and gentlemen? Why do they do that? But um, Donald Trump in Nevada throws a little a little shout-out to Governor Abbott, who is standing up to the feds. And I kind of wonder why he's doing this so late, but here he goes. It's an invasion of our country. On behalf of all Americans who want a strong and secure border, I want to express our thanks to Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. And the great state of Texas, where we right now have about a 40-point lead, for rightly invoking the invasion clause of the U.S. Constitution. It is an invasion. But we didn't need to do it just three years ago. We didn't need anybody's help because we had the safest border in U.S. history. Three years ago, we didn't need anybody. Yes, we once had a very safe border in that golden era when Donald Trump was president. It is no more. How is this going to play down there? Let's let's see what Charlene thinks down in Arkansas. Howdy, Charlene. Welcome. Oh, hi there. We've got so many psyops coming at us. Yep, we do. It's hard to bounce it back off. But here's, I have a question for you. I saw a video last night 
this guy took a picture driving down the road, uh, down the Eagle Pass and where all the barbed wire is. He went down about a half a mile, and in that border wall, there was a, uh opening that was 20 feet wide, completely unmanned, and people, they don't have to go through the barbed wire. All they have to do is walk in the open. There's uh, uh, gaps in the border wall right now where they can just walk in. So why are they all the cameras? Everybody's focusing on the barbed wire and sending troops in it at daylight, a dollar short. They've already got $8 million in. Biden probably doesn't even need any more to come in. They've got all they need. So I'm thinking the whole thing is a psyop to get us divided and conquered and get us into a civil war. And, and they need it to happen before the election. They need a lot of, uh, you know, or they'll say, oh, we can't have an election. The country's in too much turmoil. So I think they're working that angle right now because these National Guard, they send death. They don't turn anybody away. They just process them. Process I mean, them, let, it, let them in. You know, but how— Don't you see that as a sign-off right now? They're, they're, you know, see, they're pumping it, pumping it to us, and everybody's— on board with sending troops, blah, blah, blah. But they're not stopping anything. It's just it's to get us into a civil war, I think. Well, now, what would cause the civil war in this scenario? I mean, on the one hand, maybe they're trying to shake these mad freak scientists, shake the test tube so hard that something blows off the top and they have to invoke, like, martial law or something. You exactly. could see that kind of I an angle, but... Right. They're going to use it. They're going to say, oh, look, these, you know, radical red states are, you know. They're trying to defend the border. But that's popular. I mean, that would be popular with the country and with the people. Now that Elon Musk has Twitter, we're getting the word out. See, this has been going on all the way along, but it's been kind of hidden from the American people. Yeah, but no, but no, no, no. no. What's this name, Governor Abbott? He could have been doing this two or three years ago. Yeah. So what's, why, why, what's, why has he waited so long? What? Why? Because uh, it wasn't it wasn't time to make a big hoopla. It wasn't time to bring it to a head. Right now, they need a big crisis. Now, I'm just this is conjecture, but because the, all the cameras are on the, the 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 razor wire at Eagle Pass, you walk just half a mile down, and and, and they could go through there without any hesitation. So that's why I'm thinking. It's a big sign-off right now to get us into a divided country. So they'll say we have to postpone the election because we, you know, we got these red states, you know, claiming that they're going to secede if we don't stop the invasion. You see what I'm saying? They use things like that to, uh, to it, they use it as a weapon to further their agenda. Right. You know, it certainly it stirs up chaos. But I, I can't quite see how that causes, you know, a civil war type scenario. But I guess, yeah. If, if states talk about seceding, well, they don't think much then we're back. To yes, yeah. To to the okay, to the Lincoln you. era, but I don't know, Charlene. You, you and you and I see this the same. We're kind of scared. What? Why is Abbott doing this? What's What's the play here? What's yeah, you know? It's not stopping anybody. Right on. Thank you, involved. Charlene. You are awesome. Now, is this a backbone style song or what, Blake? What do you think? I dig it. We were talking about this one last week, A Way to Survive. Jamie Johnson and Leon Russell comes in after a bit.
It's an old Hank Cochran song from Jamie Johnson's Hank Cochran tribute album. And you just got to have a little pedal steel. You got to have that going on. Little honky tonk. We've got our honky tonk installment and we had our headbanger installment the first song the scott wyland tune anyway welcome back to backbone radio 303-696-1971 and we're talking about yeah the wide open border which is uh, a bit mysterious why why have the border so wide open so publicly and flagrantly so in an election year usually they hide it from you Usually it's withheld, and it could be in part that Elon Musk's Twitter X platform is getting this information out in a way that makes the establishment uncomfortable, because they're used to kind of keeping it concealed. People don't really know how wide open the border is, yeah? That could be a factor, but yet, man, it's an election year. It's incredibly unpopular what they are doing, but, oh, what if... In an election year, they need to import voters, bring more voters in across the border. Hmm. Could that be something? Could that be a factor here? Tucker Carlson does a very succinct explanation of why there is a wide open border. When we ask these questions, why are they doing these things? Why are they doing these incredibly unpopular things? Well, let's see if let's try this one on for size the numbers you need to understand. Yale University released a study last week by three researchers, all of them liberal, I believe, who concluded that the actual number of illegal aliens in this country is not 11 million, it's north of 22 million. 22 million. Mm. Fact one. Fact two. The Democratic Party is now, as a matter of policy, calling for the legalization of all illegals in this country. Citizenship voting rights. 22 million new voters. Fact Mm -hmm. three. The overwhelming majority of first-time immigrant voters vote Democrat. Fact four. The largest margin in American presidential history was 17 million votes, 1980 election, rather, 1984 election between Mondale and and, and Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. 17 million. You would add to our voter rolls 22 million, at least, permanent electoral majority in perpetuity. That's what this is about. It's not about making the country better, serving our labor needs, helping the population. It's about putting Democrats in power forever. That is the truth of our immigration debate. It's about putting Democrats in power forever, adding new voters who will vote Democrat. And maybe they don't even know that they're voting or that they're voting Democrat. But, you know, you get somebody in here, you get their name. Are are they voting? Are they voting immediately? Does that explain why they would be doing this? even in an election year, heading right into an election, playing into Donald Trump's hands. A border issue that he is wildly popular with the American people on talking about securing the border like he had back when he was president and talking about deporting people who have come over in this Biden era, come over illegally. That's just adding support Big support for Donald Trump. And one thing he does say is that um, where Biden gets all upset if Texas is trying to defend itself from the invasion, 
what Trump says he would do, this is him in Nevada the other night, uh, he said he would send reinforcements. When I'm president, instead of trying to send Texas a restraining order, I will send them reinforcements. Instead of fighting border states, I will use every resource, tool, and authority of the U.S. president to defend the United States of America from this horrible invasion that is taking place right now. There's never been anything like it. Texas will be given full support, and I will deploy all necessary military and law enforcement resources to seal up the final section of border. You know, we built over 500 miles of wall, fortunately, but they are just, uh, what they're doing is just not even, it's not even believable. Well, the crowd in Nevada loves that, the USA chance, and let's let's close that border, let, let's help. Let's help what Governor Abbott seems to be belatedly doing in Texas, defending against the invasion. Maybe it's that. It's a desperate effort from the Democrats to turn Texas blue. Maybe that's it. You know, you start speculating. You know, I mean, the, the illegal immigration depresses American wages. It, it's very, very bad for the American people and the working class and the middle class. We all know that. Okay, and it's, it's not good for the continuity of our, of our culture and our civilization when you have this kind of thing. So um, you try to think of why they're doing it. Maybe they live in these insulated bubbles where they only interact with fellow extreme globalist leftists who do not want borders at all, are very hostile to the concept of even having a border at all. Maybe the kind of people that just, they want to destroy this country. They don't care if it's an election year. They feel like they have enough billionaires and enough money, and they can manufacture all these fake trials and so forth on Trump that, you know, they can do whatever they want. The billionaires, the Godzillas can do whatever they want. Just throwing some ideas out there and Let's say hello to Brad in Lakewood. Brad, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here, sir. Yeah, thank you for taking my phone call. Yes, about this upcoming Supreme Court decision. Originally, I thought we could win nine to nothing or lose to six to three, but I'm afraid to say I think we're going to lose five to four because I have absolutely no faith whatsoever in Amy Coney Barrett. Remember, she she didn't want to hear the case about the stolen election. She voted to keep Obamacare, and according to a guest on John B. Wells, uh, on two separate occasions, she sided with Joe Biden on gun control legislation. So uh, I think if, uh, like I t- told the office of Ted Cruz and Mike Lee, we got to do a better job of uh, picking our justices. And if we do hold the House, win the Senate, and Trump wins, uh, we-, we have to impeach Amy Coney Barrett because she's such a disaster and such a liar. And you're talking about the Supreme Court case on February 8th, where they decide if, uh, you know, like in Colorado and Maine, Trump gets to be on or off the ballot. Is that the one you're referencing, Brad? Yes, and I think Amy Coney Barrett's going to backstab us. Yeah. And Justice Roberts, you would expect a backstab there, correct? Correct. But uh, even Kavanaugh's doing a better job than Amy Coney Barrett. I, I don't know what it is about the Democrats. They pick a justice. They vote the way they're supposed to vote. The Republicans pick somebody half the time 
they vote with the Democrats, and we got a real good Senate race coming up in uh, Montana with Matt Rosendale. I guess that's a primary against uh, Sheehy, and Sheehy's uh, being backed by the NRSC. I think he's uh, backed by McConnell as well. And the good news is Matt, two different polls have Matt Rosendale ahead of John Tester, so uh, that's a very important race we got to watch. And uh, what did you think about that mayor race down in Pueblo the other day where the Republican won? Interesting. I I didn't even follow that. I have to admit, didn't even see that. What happened in Pueblo? I guess it was some. I don't know the whole story, but evidently, uh, it was some sort of special runoff election. Uh, some happened the first year into the term of the the mayor. I don't I don't know the whole story, but uh, a Republican by the name of Heather Graham uh, actually won. Fascinating in Pueblo. Yeah, Pueblo Pueblo of all places. So. Uh, that's, that, 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 could that which, be beginning to make the Democrats a little nervous, maybe even in Colorado? I mean, it's it's hard to imagine. But uh, Trump is actually leading Biden with uh, Hispanic voters. And that's like, for the first time ever, a Republican leading the Democrat in the Hispanic vote tally. But, of course, Trump is way ahead of your generic Republican in all of these categories. So Trump does far better than the Republican Party itself with Hispanics, with African-Americans, and even Asian-Americans, if you look at the data there. But, agree, but, uh, it, but that, that could make Colorado in play, potentially, in 2024, Brad, you think? Possibly, but I, I, I don't know if Michelle's going to run, or she may or may not run. And according to Laura Loomer, she posted some poll that says Taylor Swift could uh, uh, swing the results of the election, but... Uh, now, that sounds on the surface as bad news, but the Democrats are broadcasting their moves when they keep talking about Michelle Obama may or may not run. That uh, that gives us added ammunition eight months ahead of time. They're, they're not hiding it, so I, I think that's an advantage for us. Very it's, interesting, Brad. But, uh, yeah, this Supreme Court thing, I don't know, maybe, like, they keep Nikki in there, even though she's losing dramatically. They keep Nikki in there, and then... Supreme Court comes down against Trump. Could it? Could it be? Oh, <laughs> oh man, Brad. Of. Stay tuned, sir. Stay close. An attentive listener sends in a joke about Taylor Swift, <laughs> and I haven't seen a formal Taylor Swift endorsement of Donald Trump. You know, because I think I don't know. Wouldn't that be like too uncool to do that? And, oh, if the Ravens win, that would, in some ways, be preferred in some ways. But the joke is, did you see Taylor Swift endorse Biden? It makes sense, since most of her songs are about choosing the wrong guy. <laughs> trying not to laugh. Trying not to laugh. <laughs> At any rate, glad you're on board. Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio. Let's keep saying our... Our hellos to everybody as we just, yeah, marvel over election year, wide open border. Hmm. What are they thinking? What are they plotting? Joe in Littleton. Welcome, Joe. What's what's going on over there? Uh, well, good weather, which is great. Yeah, it's not that 12 below <laughs> stuff. No kidding. Um, I have a recommendation for you to read as well as your listeners I, I came upon it on Breitbart. I don't know if you've read it or if other people have, but it's called The Plot to Defeat MAGA, Meet the Radical Left's 
network that hijacked the Democrat, Democrat, hijacked Democrats to stop Trump. I couldn't even believe it. This network is so massive, it's unbelievable. Huh. Like but It's really worth, it, it's called the in, in... But when you say massive, I bet you don't mean like a lot of people, but I bet you mean like a handful of people that are, are well-heeled. Well, I do believe, from what I'm reading from it, that Soros is in charge of a lot of this, but the networks go out everywhere. I mean, these organizations are... They're, you just have to read it. it, it okay, just, okay. I knocked my socks off. But I also wanted to tell you, I read 1776, because oh. I never read that one. The David McCullough book. Yeah, it was really good. And I've read tons of stuff like that, but his was good in the respect that I loved where he pulled in the... Um, the actual words of the people like Washington and the you know generals and the letters from home. I mean, it was just really good. Wasn't that the way. portrait of General Nathaniel Green amazing yes. in that yeah. book? Yeah. And didn't you come away with a sense of, boy, George Washington oh my goodness. was carrying the hopes of this nascent nation on his beleaguered back, and it well, was just hanging by a thread. He was against every yeah. odd you could ever imagine. Can you imagine yep. the stress that George Washington was under? And he persevered. He found a way. The Indispensable Man. I mean, that, that's the book yeah. that, to me, David McCullough's 1776 shows that in sharper detail and uh, just, yeah. just so inspiring what that historian did, his, his, his over, in particular that book. Yes. What did surprise me, though, because I hadn't read that many times of, of George Washington feeling somewhat defeated at times, and I thought, man, he's more than superhuman. But in here, it showed many times he did. But he never gave up. Never he gave up. Never gave up. He kept the kept to it, and all oh, the odds that he had, uh, it was un, unbelievable the odds he had to uh, go against. Exactly. And it I, might and humble. You've seen all these soldiers come toward you, and you've got what, 6,000 men, and they have 30? <laughs> I know. And you don't even have, like, shoes and socks for your no. own soldiers. No. And you got smallpox spreading around it. You got bad weather. It, it Not an easy time, but, you know, Roger Stone has said that, you know, the way the fate of America rested on George Washington at that time, yeah. it's resting on Trump at this time. Well, I and had to giving read up. Is not an option. No. That's not part of the lexicon. That's right. And I had to read it because I was a little bit down about what's going on in America, and I thought, this is what we need, these kind of patriots. And I'm seeing it with this border, people starting to stand up and say, hey, you're not going to step on my rights. Right on. You know, at some point, at some point, they go way too far. Yeah. And they're, they went way too far a long time ago, but I don't know. I think now, now they're really there so we'll see how all this plays but joe salute you for reading some mccullough who was good book. who you can I, I guess i talk about that book once in a while don't i <laughs> you do and it was yeah. well worth reading so thanks for the recommendation but make sure you read that article that in yes um, yes was... and i'm going to look for that here momentarily and okay. see what that's about but it's going to be about you know the, the connected unelected sort of well-heeled soros money kind of stuff that might seem massive though but it's actually just, you know, Soros money with a, you know, a decent handful of minions who are helping to implement this stuff. And, you know, the Colorado ballot stuff 
came right out of Soros money that came as right well. Out of this exactly. Stuff too. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. But Hillary yeah. kind of the one that instigated a lot of this, Clinton. Yeah. And it's just um, unbelievable that people can play so dirty pool. But they oh, yeah. It. No conscience in these people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like uh, Elon Musk said about George Soros, is that they just fundamentally, he hates humanity. He, he hates oh, yeah. humanity. That's what we're dealing with. But. Well, Joe, I better sorry, I better so, march, but make sure you scroll down the yep. ways to try to find it. Okay. You bet. Thank Bye. you, Joe. Welcome to you and uh, Ace. Ace is checking in from Ohio. Ace man, what are you seeing, sir? Always a pleasure to speak to best political commentator around, Doc. Oh, amen. Um, so, for the last part of my political life, I have seen Democrats run commercials of. Republicans pushing grandma in a wheelchair off of a cliff. I think Trump needs to have commercials of customs border patrol agents cutting concertina wire in Texas, allowing this flood of illegals and an illegal invasion into our country as every commercial for him. Um, Joe Biden has said that if Congress passes new legislation, he will use emergency authorization to secure the border. He already has that power to shut down the border if he wants, like Trump did previously. He's choosing not to do it. They just want more money, as they always complain, and then they reallocate that money elsewhere. Uh, DeSantis is, is pushing to send troops down, but DeSantis had reestablished a state guard that is not part of the National Guard, so they cannot be federalized. And he's talking about sending um, some of those troops down to assist in, in Texas as well. And I also wanted to bring up Neocon Nikki. Um, she wants us to believe she's ready to run for president but she and her team couldn't even get on the ballot in Nevada. Um, yeah, that's Trump is running. That's not great. There. <clears throat> well, she got third place in Iowa, second place in New Hampshire, in which most of her voters were actually Democrats. <laughs> I've got I'm doing a segment on Nikki next. But, uh, you know, she's she's going to stay in. I guess, to make the donors happy and, uh, you know, the Democrat donors, that Reed Hoffman guy, whatever, and he's the same guy that's funding that lawsuit from E. Jean Carroll against Trump. It's, you know, these billionaires are pretty uh, pretty nefarious influence on this country, Ace. I mean, do you ever think that thought? I think that thought all the time, Doc. They don't want Donald Trump in there because he is not a member of the Uniparty. Nikki Haley clearly is a member of the swamp and the Uniparty, which is, you know, all things considered kind of appropriate since she comes from uh, South Carolina. And uh, one of my childhood heroes was uh, Francis Marion, uh, former South Carolinian uh, military leader during the revolution known as the Swamp Fox. So ah. South Carolina is known as the swamp. Um, and that's, well, it's kind of appropriate that well, that's where Nikki, she's from. Nikki says she's not going to let the establishment throw her out of the race. She's trying to deny that she's the quintessential establishment candidate. Does that, does that 
almost make you laugh a little for Nikki to it say she's not establishment? Oh. Makes me laugh a lot, Doc. As always, the best political <laughs> commentary around. Keep up the great work, Doc. Hey, hey, we'll do, Ace. Keep in close touch with us, Ace. We need you all the way to November, my brother. Stay close, sir. And it's Backbone Radio. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 